In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. My homily is going to focus on how Joseph and Mary are arriving in Bethlehem, and they're knocking on doors, and they're asking for a place to give birth to the Son of God, Jesus. But they're met with this answer, there's no room, there's no room, there's no room for Jesus. And so Jesus is born in a manger among animals, haywanat. He's born in this place where it's like, no, Jesus, you deserve so much more, but there's no room for you, Lord. So the inn can be related to our hearts. I want you to ask yourself, is there room for Jesus in your heart? And a lot of us family, a lot of us are struggling with anxiety and with fear. And when we're filled with this fear, it's like there's no room for Jesus. And so Jesus says, and the angels say, peace be with you. Do not be afraid. I am here. Look at the world. Look at all that's going on. Look at our children. Look at this. You know, I talk to a lot of people that say, I don't want to bring kids into this world. And yet your kids are meant to transform this world. But there's a lot of fear. And when there's no fear, when there's so much fear, we're not open to the will of God. There's no room in our hearts for God to transform this world. And so God says, the first thing he says is peace. Peace be with you. Do you know in the upper room, when Jesus died on a cross, the apostles are all in the upper room for fear of the Jews, for fear. Jesus, resurrected, comes into that room. And what does he say? Peace be with you. Because when there is peace, I can go out and transform. Family, peace be with you. And when peace comes, there is more room for Jesus in our hearts. God is saying today, do not be afraid. I'm coming and I'm with you. Exodus 14, 14. I like to declare this in my heart. So I want you to declare it. I want you to scream it on the top of your lungs. God says to you today, repeat after me. The Lord will fight for you. The Lord will fight for you. Be still. Be still. Psalm 46:11. Declare it. Be still. And know that I am God. God is calling us to peace, and that peace is in His presence. The greatest Christmas present is the presence of God in the present moment. That was like a word that like came to me over adoration this week. The greatest Christmas present is the presence of God in the present moment. Family, shame and guilt are about things in the past. You can't change the past. And God is inviting you to get over the past. Shame and guilt, past. I can't change it, it's gone. Fear and anxiety is future. I can't control it, so why am I so, con- so concentrated on it? God is calling us to right here, right now, in this present moment. There's a slogan, repeat after me. Be where your feet are. Be where your feet are. You're right here. My feet are right here. God has called me to this present moment. And he wants to speak peace in the present. Shame and guilt, be gone in the name of Jesus. Fear and anxiety, be gone in the name of Jesus. 
Jesus is calling me right here and right now. If you've sinned in such a way where you can't get over it, Jesus is saying, repent and believe I love you. If you have so much fear, what's going to happen to my children? What are their schools teaching them? What is this culture? Kids, get off Snapchat and TikTok. Get off of it, unless you watch Abuna Fawaz and myself or whoever, okay? But get off of it. Your parents are freaking out because they're scared. Parents, peace in the present moment. Be where your feet are and do the will of God. And this world will transform when there are Christians that live out of that obedience. Quick story, Exodus chapter 3. It's the second book in the Bible, chapter 3, Exodus. Moses had been an exile because he killed an Egyptian. And God comes to Moses in a burning bush. And God is calling Moses to set his people free. Say freedom. freedom. All right. God is calling Moses to set his people free. And Moses is like, hold up. If I go to them and say that your God is setting them free, what's your name? Who are you? And God says, I am. I am who I am. Tell them, I am who I am is sending you. I am, which is in the present moment. I am. Family, when we live in the present moment, we make room for Jesus and he comes into our hearts. Be where your feet are. All right, ready for a second homily? I might have three homilies. I'm, I'm literally telling you. Number two. Mary and Joseph, they're knocking on doors. They're met with, there's no room, there's no room. Go to that place. Go, go there. Family, do you say any cuss words? In our community, we swear a lot. A lot. Boys, you swear a lot. I go to the gym, I put my AirPods in, and I'm like, I don't want to hear this. We swear a lot in our community. And Jesus says in Matthew chapter 12, Repeat after me. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when we swear, when we use bad language, it's actually coming from our heart. Because Jesus said, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when you use bad language, it's an indication of where your heart is. Okay? Well, can I, I'm going to swear in front of you. I'm going to use a bad word. Are you ready for it? This word that I'm about to use was one of the biggest swear words in my family. When my mom or dad heard me say this, pa, they would slap me real good and I needed it. Are you ready for it? Kids, earmuffs. I don't care. <laughs> when I said I don't care, woo-wee! Joseph and Mary are knocking on the door of Bethlehem and they're saying, I need help. And they're met with, I don't care. My wife's about to give birth. I don't care. He's the Messiah. She, she was conceived by the Holy Spirit. I don't care. Actually, I'll care just a little bit. Here, take, 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 the, take the manger. Go be with the animals. 
Jesus, I care about you just enough when you're convenient. But once you become inconvenient in my life, no, I don't care. Do you care? Is there room in the inn? Is there room in your heart? You know, family, it hurts to care. When you care deeply, you hurt. My parents always said, you know, John, you're going to get taken advantage of because you care too much. I said, Mom, Dad, I'm choosing love. And love is vulnerable. And love is a sacrifice. And I care. And to deny caring is like a death to the soul. Your heart dies when you stop caring. Family, as a Chaldean people, we are some of the most generous people. You know, we do care a lot. When someone's in need, when someone needs help, you know, you see some of these GoFundMes, and it's like the Chaldean community jumps in and cares. It's very beautiful. Why are Chaldeans different? Because of our faith in Jesus. Because you know who cares more than anyone? Jesus. Jesus cares for you. When he sees you suffering and hurting, he cares for you. God saw the whole world going to hell and he said, I'm going to send my son. I'm going to send him because I care for you. Because I love you. Even when Jesus is rejected, Jesus cares for you. So family, we need to care to the point of getting rejected. I'm going to say it again. We need to care to the point of getting rejected. Do not be afraid of getting rejected. Jesus says, you know, if they, if they hated you, know this, that they hated me first. In this church, family, we always preach love, but we do preach the hard issues. We preach the truth of the faith. And the world doesn't like the truth. John 3.16, what does it say? Repeat after me. For God so loved the world, God so loved the world. that He gave His only Son, that everyone who believes in Him will not die, but have eternal life. I'm going to read, and I want you to listen. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn it, but that the world might be saved through Him. Whoever believes in Him will not be condemned. Whoever does not believe has already been condemned. But look at verse 19. John 3, 19. And this is the verdict. The light came into the world, but people preferred darkness to light because their works were evil. This world prefers darkness to light. And they only want Jesus when he's convenient. But once Jesus challenges their truth, their political system, once Jesus gets in the way of what I want, I don't care. Kids, kids, follow Jesus. Follow him. Repeat after me. All the children in the church. 
Okay. I want all the kids to repeat after me. Jesus said, louder. I know you can be louder. Your moms will tell me you are very loud at home. Okay. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. Can we give them a round of applause? Good job, kids. Kids, do not be afraid to follow Jesus. Do not be afraid to proclaim He is the way, truth, and life. And when you are rejected, know that He is with you. And you have this community and this family. You have this priest. You have priests to back you up. You have youth groups to come and to be secure in your identity. Do not be afraid. All right. Homily number three. Are you ready for it? All right. Listen up. Hate the sin. Don't hate the sinner. Hate the sin. Don't hate the sinner. Jesus didn't come to destroy the sinner. Jesus came to destroy the sin. Hate the sin. Don't hate the sinner. Jesus, come, Jesus came not to destroy the sinner. He, he, didn't, he wants everyone. He came to destroy the sin. The church, the church will never say something. Something that's wrong, it will never say it's right. Period. Period. Okay? To the kids. Never. Close the subject. Okay? The church will never say if something's wrong in God's plan, if something is against His Word, the church will never say it's okay. Period. The church will never say, and please, know that I love you, the church will never say that homosexual relationships are part of God's plan. The church will never say that. The church will never say that abortion is not the killing of an innocent life. Okay? The church will never say that something that is wrong is okay. It will never say that. Close the subject. Stop reading the news from these garbage places. The church will never say it. Don't worry. The church will never say it. But the church will be a place with the heart of Jesus. That Jesus' heart is open to everybody. Repeat this after me. Jesus said, The Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Jesus said, I did not come for the righteous, but I came for sinners. The church will never be closed to anybody. The church is open because the heart of Jesus is open. Jesus has room in His heart for every single soul. And He wants everybody. But what did John chapter 3 say? God so loved the world. But this is the verdict. That the world preferred darkness instead of the light. Jesus' heart is open. And we pray that people prefer and choose Jesus. 
Family, the church will never say, I don't care to somebody. I care deeply because God wants everybody. Isn't this what love is all about? Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says, While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus didn't come and die and rise because you're perfect. He came because you're a sinner. And you need to, and I need to be washed by his blood so that I can have eternal life and go back to his Father who is my Father. By the Holy Spirit, we cry, Abba, Father, he's my dad. God is my Father, and He wants me back, and He sent His Son because He loves me, and there is room in heaven for me. So, heaven is for everybody. But I pray that people come to know Him. Because without knowing Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life, they're not going to heaven. Family, the church is open. But check it out. We have all our agendas. We, we don't care about the sinner. We try to kill the sinner. We have a political mindset. This country is struggling with a political mindset. The political evil spirit is taking over our community. We care more about politics than about Jesus. You co we come to church because we just want to hear what we want to hear. Jesus wants everybody. And he will call us to repentance. Family, if you had an abortion, you're welcome here in this church. Jesus loves you. And the church will hope, I pray, to help you heal from that. Family, if you have same-sex attraction, or if you're living in that lifestyle, this is still your home. The church loves you. And the church will call you to repentance. The church will bless you for the sake of repentance. The church will not bless your relationship. If you sell weed, you're still welcome here. Jesus loves you. The church will invite you to get out of the business because it's hurting our children, hurting our community. And we're choosing money over purity of heart. You have so much potential, family. God has such a plan for you. And we sell it. I love you. Jesus loves you. And there is room in his heart. This Christmas, make room for Jesus. Amen?